0: Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Morning, everybody. <laughs> I'm just testing you. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. How are you? Good. Are you well? Yeah. That's really awesome, and a privilege to to be here tonight. And uh, it was my sister's birthday. We had some cake and. A whole lot of food this afternoon, spending time with family. And um, I was just in my heart looking forward to coming to the evening service, you know. And um, really a space where we really believe in God to touch people outside of ourselves, you know. And uh, God, God generally works outside of your comfort zone. Many times we're expecting God to come into our comfort zones and be able to do things our way. But how many of you know that God is unconventional? Just by the nature of the fact that He is God, He will be very different to the way that humans humans do things. And so, tonight I just want to welcome you guys all, and uh, we're going to share a little bit on the Word. I'm just going to pray for us, and then we'll get into the Word. Father, we thank You, Lord, for this time. We thank You that Your Word is living and active, Lord God. We thank You, Lord, that Your presence is here. We thank you, God, that you're, you know each one of us, Lord, and you want to touch us, Lord, and you want to bring life in every area of our lives, Lord God, and I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I was just uh, in the time of worship, I really felt like God was sharing with me about somebody here. You've got issues with your neck and bone structure, something that gives you pain down your back. And after the service, if, if that's any of you, I really want to pray and minister to you, so just come and see us after the service. There's also somebody here. you're having issues with the back of your throat in terms of some kind of, uh, some kind of pain that you've been experiencing right there. So just come and see us after the service is that, if that's you. And so tonight we're speaking about dreams. We're speaking about hearing God through dreams. And, you know, this is, this is a very unique subject because most of the time, this is an experience that people have that has nothing to do with your religion. It's not something that's tied to your beliefs. It's a human experience. Everyone has dreams. And they say that even, even children have dreams and sometimes even in the womb. They might have dreams. And so it's fantastic because it shows us and it points to what we are. If we are only matter, a chance of time and space in this universe as we know it, why dreams? Why music? Why emotion? And so tonight, I want to share with us two aspects. One of them is the fact that everyone needs to have a dream for their life. This is the one that you have when you're awake. (laughs) This is the one that you have when you're thinking about your future. And this dream needs to be alive in your heart, and God wants to be involved in that. The other dream that I'm going to be speaking about tonight is about the dreams that you have when you sleep. How many of you, you had a dream last night? Yeah? Yeah. Many of us, we dream, but we don't remember. It's like, I I think I... I I, I don't know. (laughs) And many of us have dreams, and we just can't remember. And there are some who believe that dreams are actually access to certain answers in our lives. And if we could only remember and get an interpretation to our dreams... Maybe there was a solution in the dream that we dreamt. Can you give us there the next one? At the moment, if you look around the world, the world is in turmoil. We spoke a couple of weeks ago about the desire of mankind to create a utopia. This is something that everybody has. Everyone aspires to a perfect world. Everyone aspires to perfection. Everyone aspires for goodness and greatness and everyone aspires for a world filled with peace and love but we know that the issue is not our intention it's our condition the human heart the human heart is diseased and the book of jeremiah says that the human heart is deceitful and it happened because of our disconnect with god And we have example upon example as we've spoken about societies that have been tried to be built upon the good intentions of different men and women that have failed because no man has a perfect heart. Look at the person next to you and say, is your heart perfect? (laughs) And many times we clamor and we complain about the evil out there and the imperfection out there. But we sometimes need to look inside and realize that the imperfection is in here. And Jesus, the prophecy about the Messiah is that though you have a heart of stone, I will give you a heart of flesh. And the gospel is not only an intellectual exercise to bring people to some kind of rational conclusion that they need to now believe in God, but it is an exchange, it is a change of the very core and soul of a man and a woman and we live in this context, in this world where in Namibia we experience peace but just north of us there are countries at war and we take for granted the fact that we can sit here and talk about Jesus and have religious freedom but in a nation just in the Middle East you would be hanged, you would be crucified for just being here And this is the world that we live in. We live in a world where there's disease. As much as we aspire for health, we have something called an immune system. It's supposed to keep us healthy. And yet you find all sorts of plagues breaking out around the world. And you ask yourself, what's wrong with our world? Our world is in turmoil. And sometimes you feel like, if I could only go to sleep, I can dream and live in a perfect world again. But for a moment. Sometimes for an hour, sometimes for two. Have you ever had a dream where someone wakes you up and you feel like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> I was having a, a good dream and you pulled me out of my bliss? Right? We're talking about dreaming tonight. This is what Psychology Today said on their website. They said, What do our dreams mean? Humans have puzzled over this question for centuries, and the ancient the ancient Egyptians believed that dreams were communications from the gods, or prophecies of what was to come. And dream interpretation, as a field of psychological study, took off in 1899 when Sigmund Freud published The Interpretation of Dreams, and he laid the foundation for many of the theories of the unconscious mind. And today, many experts disagree with Freud's conclusions as a psychologist. And they call him the father of psychology. And some don't think that dreams signify anything at all, but most people still wake up after a particularly vivid dream and wonder what it could have been trying to tell them. I don't know if you've ever had the experience of having a dream And having the puzzled, the puzzled feeling afterwards of wondering, what is the meaning of this dream? And so, sometimes we have various people around the world that have quotations about dreams. Richard Branson says, "If your dreams don't scare you, they are too small." And here he refers to the dreams that we have when we're awake. And many times these two are related. Tell your neighbor, wake up. <laughs> I remember watching the audition of Susan Boyle. I hope many of you have seen this, you know. And it's on Britain's Got Talent. And uh, she was the lady... Where was she from? What's the village that she was from? Some obscure village in, 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 in England. And uh, she came on the show. And she had this transformational experience because her audition just went off the charts and she became a star in a moment. And this is the song. It was very telling and quite precise the way that she chose her song. And this is the song. Now I, I've put the lyrics here. I'm just going to uh, sort of touch on a few. It's a song um, called I, I Dream the Dream. It comes from a play called "The uh, les, 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 les Miserables. And it says, I dreamed a dream in time gone by when hope was high and life was living. I dreamed that love would never die. I prayed that God would be forgiven. Then I was young and unafraid. <laughs> and dreams were made and used and wasted. There was a ransom to be paid. No song unsung, no wine untasted. But the tigers come at night with their voices soft as thunder. As they tear your hopes apart and they turn your dreams to shame. Still I dreamed it'd come to me, probably a romantic element here. And we would live the years together. But there are dreams that cannot be and there are storms we cannot weather. I dreamed the dream my life would be so different from this hell I'm living. So different now than what it seemed. Now life has killed the dream. I dream. <laughs> and she, she had this amazing, amazing, amazing experience. But the message of what she was bringing is something that we all can relate to. There are many of us here tonight that you've had a dream in your heart that has died. Many of us are carrying hopes that have been shattered because of the, the, just the, the difficulties of life. And many times, we've almost given up hope because it's just impossible in our view. And tonight, I really feel like the Holy Spirit is saying that those dreams are coming to life again. Amen. That you are here tonight, not by chance, but you are here and the Holy Spirit wants to put his finger on your dream and say that I've got life for this dream. God speaks through dreams. The book of Job, it's one of the oldest books in the Bible. It's the story of a man from Ur and a wealthy man, very blessed children. And what happens is Satan asks to test his life. And he takes everything from him. And in the middle of the book, he's having a discourse with his friends. And he speaks prophetically, and this is what he says, and this is quite important for us to take note of. From verse 14, chapter 33, he says, For God does speak now one way, now another, though no one perceives it, in a dream, in a vision, in the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds. He may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn them from their wrongdoing and keep them from pride. To preserve them from the pit. Their lives from perishing by the sword. I remember I was, I was in my first year of, of, of law. And uh, at that time I was also involved with praise and worship. Involved in the church and all of that. But I was on my way to becoming a lawyer. And um, the one afternoon I was having a nap. At that time praying about my future. Asking the Lord Where am I going? What do I need to be doing? And so I went to sleep and I had a dream. Sounds like uh, Martin Luther. (laughs) And in the dream, I was in a concentration camp. And there were prisoners everywhere and there were fires everywhere. It was dark. It looked like it was outside. And there was a large fence around the whole compound, and I was escaping. I was escaping. And I came to the threshold and and the, the fence, the boundary of that concentration camp, and there was a breach in the boundary. And I climbed through. As soon as I climbed through, a voice said to me, Where are you going? What about the others? And immediately I knew that God wanted me to get my life involved in rescuing them. so I stepped back into that compound and I woke up. I had set my alarm for 5 o'clock that afternoon. I slept through the alarm. Or it didn't go off or something. I was meant to wake up and be interrupted in that dream and I didn't get woken up. Then I woke up, obviously, with this feeling of, what does this dream mean? And immediately at that point, I thought, okay, let me pray about it. But what I thought, okay, let me read my devotional that I usually read because I didn't read it today. I didn't read it that morning. And I opened up the devotional for the day that I was going to read that morning. And it said, the call of God. And the captioned scripture was the one from Isaiah that says, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And the one in Isaiah also speaks about how the angel took a a coal from the fires and, and put it on Isaiah's lips. And he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell among a people who are unclean. Woe is me. I've seen the Lord. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And immediately I felt like God had spoken to me. So what do I do? I took some money, went to buy some airtime, and I called my dad back in Namibia. I told him, Dad, I'm quitting my studies. (laughs) I'm going into the mission work. I'm going to quit all of this. I'm not going to become a lawyer. I'm going into the mission work. And my dad said, okay, come down, come down. (laughs) Just finish this year, and then come home, and then we can talk. And that was the start Of my stepping into the work that I'm doing today. I dreamed a dream. And so we realize that God many times will speak to us. In terms of giving us direction for our lives. In terms of giving us a warning for our lives. In terms of giving us encouragement. Sometimes in a difficult time. When we are passing through a fire through the water. God speaks through dreams. And this is... Important to note because the Bible speaks about a time when dreams will be common, especially among the older men and the young men will have visions. Okay? And this is a caption from from the book of Acts. He's quoting from the prophet Joel thousands of years before about the time when Jesus came, died on the cross for the whole world, paid the price for sinners so that they could come to God, and then was resurrected from the dead, appeared to 500 men and women who were going to be witnesses throughout Jerusalem and Judea and throughout the ends of the earth, and then left them with a promise saying, don't leave the city until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And this is what the Apostle Peter begins to share when the Holy Spirit comes upon them. They start speaking languages that they've never learned, which we call speaking in tongues, right? And then he begins to preach to them, explaining to them, because people thought these people are acting like drunkards. They're speaking in languages that we don't know, and they're acting like drunkards, and it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. And he says, for these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. It says, in the last days it shall be that God declares... That I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy and your young men shall, shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy Meaning they'll receive messages from God and speak on behalf of God. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I cut. You remember just recently we started having certain astronomical, what do you call it? Yeah? Where the moon is red. And some have said that this is the manifestation of the prophecies. That the blood moons are starting to appear on earth. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the dreams. So as God pours out his spirit upon you there are certain dreams that you're going to begin to dream and certain visions that you'll see. Visions are like trances or they are imaginations that you get that are very real. It is like daydreams. And I recall, and sometimes this can be dangerous because I recall one time driving on the way to work, right, in the morning and having one of these visions while I'm driving. And... I opened my eyes and I was at the turn off and I needed to turn off. But I knew that I was dreaming. I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> I was dreaming. Guys, I'm here to tell you tonight. that There is a supernatural dynamic in Christianity. Christianity is not just about... Uh, Don't commit adultery, don't steal, be a good guy. No, no. We are talking about the invasion of another world into our lives. Amen. And the prophecy says that the Spirit of God will come on everyone. And we are seeing that today. Everyone, not just people who are in the ministry, who are in church leadership, but every single one. How many of you, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you've received the Spirit of God, you speak in in other tongues and all, just just wave. Yeah. It could be any other person. (laughs) It's for you and your children and everyone who's afar off and anyone that the Holy Spirit will call. And so it is important for us to realize Now, what's unique is God speaks to believers and unbelievers in dreams. Genesis 37 to 41 speaks of the story of a guy called Joseph. He's the son of Jacob, the son of Abraham. And here, I got something online that is sort of like the mummified remains of a guy called, they called him Yuya in Egypt. But this is Joseph from the Bible. It says the biblical Joseph, Egyptian prime minister during 1400 B.C., father of Tej, Yuya's blonde hair and Caucasian facial structure have been well preserved by the embalming process. This is the Joseph that we read about in our Bible who was prime minister in Egypt. Now the unique thing that I want to encourage you tonight with is the story of Joseph concerning a dream that he had. Because sometimes God gives us a dream. And sometimes it's a dream that comes in our hearts. It's a belief that we have that one day I will be somebody. One day I will achieve this. One day this will come to pass. And sometimes it's a dream that I dreamt while I was asleep. Now Joseph, he had other brothers. And he was hated by his brothers. They were 12. They were 12. And he was the dreamer of the family. And what happened is, at a young age, he started having this dream that his mother, his father... No, the dream was like this. He went out to the field, and as everyone was putting together sheafs from the harvest of, of wheat, his sheaf would stand up, and then the sheafs of all his brothers and the family would bow down to him. And he was enthusiastic about that dream. He said, I'm going to be a boss <laughs> in this family. <laughs> And he went to tell his brothers, and his brothers looked at him and despised him. Sometimes you can dream a dream, and that is where your problems begin. Amen? Your dream is too good and too fancy. Can't you just dream a dream that is normal, like the dream that all of us dream? Why would you want to dream a dream that makes you break out of the cycle of your family? of the cycle of your culture, of the cycle of your religious predispositions. And you begin to get persecution for your dream. He had another dream. The other dream was that he was a star. (laughs) And then, (laughs) that's bad enough. Hello, hello. (laughs) He had a dream that he was a star. And then, The other stars, the 11 stars, gathered around him. And then the moon and the the sun also bowed to him. He told this one to his dad. And his dad was saying, young man, (laughs) enough with these dreams. Do you think that even me and your mom are going to bow down to you? And what happened was, after that, his brother started to hate him. Joseph was sold into slavery. By his own family, so that they could get rid of him. And he ends up in Egypt, naked on a slave post, being sold. And the Bible says, but God was with Joseph, and Joseph was a prosperous man. What kind of man? A prosperous man. What does he have? Nothing. Where is he? He's being sold into slavery. What does God think of him? He is a prosperous man. What is he carrying? Nothing else but a dream. And Joseph is sold to a man called Potiphar, one of the officials of the king. And long story short, he gets in trouble with Potiphar's wife. She wrongfully accused him because she likes the guy. He says no to her advances. And she claims that he rapes her, he ends up in prison. In prison, he finds two men that have dreams. One dreams a dream and he's promoted. The other one dreams a dream and he is killed by the king. And who's interpreting these dreams? Joseph. He's in the pit, he's in the prison. And he's still carrying dreams around him. And he says to the man who was promoted, remember me. I helped you with your dream. Remember me when you get promoted back as the steward of the king. Remember me. Tell the king that I'm innocent in prison. It was years later when the king had a dream that brings Joseph out. So this is the dream of the king. He dreams a dream of... Thin cows that come out of the water and eat fat cows. A weird dream. And then he has a dream of thin thin ears of corn that eat and devour the, the full ears of corn. And the king says this dream means something. Remember the quote from psychology today? That the, the Egyptians used to believe that dreams mean something. This is very telling. And what happens is he calls and the the steward of the king, the one who tastes the wine before the king tastes it, he told the king, I know a man who dreams, dreams, and interprets dreams, and he is in prison. He will be able to tell you the meaning of your dream. And he is able to rescue not only Egypt, he is able to rescue the entire surrounding nations that come to Egypt because of the interpretation of this dream. He says to the king, king, I cannot interpret dreams, but there is a God in heaven that reveals mysteries to God, to men. You might not know God very well, but God is able to speak to you in your dreams. Another unsaved guy, his name is Nebuchadnezzar, evil king. He takes the Jewish people into exile. And Daniel was one of them. And Daniel interprets the dreams of the king. It's amazing, if you go read in Daniel 2, the dream that that king has shows you the different civilizations that will come after him. Starting with Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome, and the divided empire. And then is an analogy for the kingdom of Christ that will take over the whole world. This is a dream that God gives to a king that does not even worship him. So God speaks in dreams, and he he speaks in visions. We also started realizing that Jesus is appearing to people who don't believe in him in dreams. It is becoming so common now that Muslims who don't believe in Jesus, who follow the prophet Muhammad, are starting to have dreams about a man who is robed in white, who has holes in his hands and his feet and begins to reveal himself to them, and they are converting. Nabil Kareji, he passed away now, and he was someone who spoke after he got converted from Islam. He said, I left Islam because I studied Muhammad's life. I accepted the gospel because I studied Jesus' life. Many times... We've rejected what God has tried to tell us. Jesus is the revelation of what God wants us to know about God. The Apostle Paul has a dream. He has a vision about a man who is calling them and saying, come to us, come to Macedonia. Because the Holy Spirit told them, don't go into Egypt, don't go into that other area. And there's a man that calls him in a vision. So you might be here tonight and you're thinking, man, I had a dream just like last night. I need, I need the interpretation. I need to know what the dream means. Three keys to dreams with God. And I mean, this is such a, a vast subject. And I really just want to release grace tonight that your dreams will no longer just pass you by. That God will begin to use your dreams to impact your life that God will begin to use your dreams to impact the lives of others, that God will begin to use your dreams and the dreams of kings and presidents and, and ministers to begin to speak to them and that you will be in a place where you understand these things. So the first key is know the truth. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. In order for us to understand The dream realm. It is essential that we have a relationship with Jesus. Amen. He is the one that is able to give all wisdom. The word of God says that in him is captured all the wisdom of God. He is the one that is able to give you understanding. He is the personification of wisdom itself. So, and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father Except through me. So if we're saying know the truth, you need to know the scripture, yes. But who is the person that the scripture in- introduces us to? His name is Jesus. Number two. Prepare to steward and test your dreams. Matthew 25 verse 21 says, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. There's a principle in the realm of the spirit that says, you get more when you are faithful with what you have. Now, of the dreams that you've had, how many times did you put a notebook next to your table, your bed rest, to say that now I'm going to pay attention to the dreams that are going to come to me. I'm going to write them down every time. I'm going to trust that the Holy Spirit is going to bring to remembrance the dreams that I dream, so that God can begin to reveal more to me. Do you understand? this is really critical it's one of the most practical ways that you can get you will begin to remember your dreams much more if you have a way of recording them when you wake up amen so my prayer tonight father in the name of jesus i pray lord for for every single person here Lord, that the dreams will be released lord that they'll begin to experience new dreams lord that they'll begin to understand these dreams and i pray lord god that they will begin to Take it down, note it down, and steward it in such a way, Lord, that they will experience a a faithfulness in this area and that you will entrust them with more. In Jesus' name. What I really felt as I was preparing earlier on is that many people feel like, no, it's just my imagination. It is not. Okay, the only way that you would think like that is if you don't believe that you have a soul. Okay, so let me quickly make an illustration come here quickly. One, two, quickly come here. So, so the way that that man is constructed is almost like like God is God is triune. So there is a body. I take the big guy for body. Body. <laughs> <laughs> soul and spirit. Your body, everyone knows your body, Nose, mouth, you know, body. This, your soul, is your mind, your will, and your emotions. This is you. This here is your spirit. This is also you. But if you are not saved, this one is dead. Not dead in the, sense of, um, um, in the sense of not existing. It's more in the sense of the light is off, disconnected from God. Disconnected from life means death. So you are here, if you're not saved, you're separated from the life of God. Okay. So now, when you dream, you are not dreaming here. It is not a body thing. As much as your, your brain and, 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 and all the neurology is involved, it is not here. Your dreams are here. This is why God meets people in dreams. You remember the story of Mary and Joseph? God always sent an angel to Mary in the physical. Mary, you're going to have a child? She can see them. It's right there. But for Joseph, Joseph always gets a dream. Joseph, this baby is from God. Don't divorce Mary. Joseph, this baby is is being uh, targeted by the king. Leave and go to Egypt. In a dream. If he said, this is just my imagination. (laughs) Jesus would have been dead today. (laughs) This is just my imagination. He would have divorced Mary. But because he realized that your soul in the dream is like this. There's the body lying down. And if you're born again, there's a mingling of your soul and your spirit. Né? Yeah, just walk like that, like Siamese students. <laughs> and your, your spirit is encountering in the realm of the spirit. This is why don't, don't discard when you are having dreams that are not good. Don't just think that, oh, it was just a nightmare. Be careful, right? Because your life might be affected here. But you are only judging based on your body. So the enemy, Satan, is a spirit. He's an angel. He knows these things. Okay. So therefore, the stronger you are here, the more influential and conscious you are in the dreams. Do you understand? Have you ever had the dream? Many of us have had this dream where you are like, I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> you are in a fight, and your you, your hands are not. Uh, <laughs> you are so weak in the dream, you know. And in your dream, you are just fleeing everyone. <laughs> you are just running away from everyone, right? It's a reflection of what is happening here. Okay, and let me let me prime it in. Yes. There is a place where your body is just processing stuff. Mm, you watch too much Netflix, and it's just now you are that other guy in the movie, right? But most of the time, you are here awake. And the more, the more you are in the word, the, the stronger you are spiritually. The more in your dream, you begin to make movements that, when you wake up, something changed in your life. That when you wake up here, guys. Just move with me. When you wake up there, something is different. Many of us have had a dream which was an attack of the enemy. And he traumatized you here. Nothing happened to you. And sometimes there will be times when you wake up and you have marks on your body. Because of the influence and the attack of the enemy. Are you with me here? I know that it's a bit mysterious, but that's what dreams are. Okay. So I'm just wanting to give us a little bit of an insight. So your relationship with God and the things that you do in your life and in your spiritual walk have a material impact concerning the nature of your dreams, concerning the influence of your dreams on your life, and concerning your ability to understand the dream realm. Tell your neighbor, dreaming is a place. Thank you guys. We have to rush. We have to finish. Okay, then number three, take obedient action. I'm not going to read all of this, but this is the story of Joseph. When God told him, Mary, this is a baby from the Holy Spirit. Don't divorce her. Marry her. And, and and Okay? So after you dream, and God is beginning to speak to you, and you begin to understand that this is an instruction from God. Take action. Do you understand? take action. Why? The more you have this interaction of what you experience in the dream, you bring to your body, and you begin to apply in your life, the more your dreams will become a place where God begins to interact with you. Yeah? Just write it down. I know some of you are like, oh, I've never heard such mysterious weirdness in my life before. Okay. So we believe in God in this church for an oppression-free zone. What that means is an atmosphere, meaning you come on the compound of the church, and if there's any demonic oppression in your life, if there's any kind of evil spirits that are tormenting you, if there's any kind of nightmares in your life, if there's any kind of disease that is overtaking you, we are believing God that this place is holy ground set apart for him and that when people come on here, whether to visit or just to pick up the mail, <laughs> that they will experience the blessings of God over their lives. So in closing, I want to pray for us. And, uh, and then we can have some juice and, and chat and stuff. So let's just stand. I want to pray firstly for people you feel weak in your dreams. Okay? Okay. You feel weak in your dreams, almost like unconscious in your dreams. Dreams happen to you. You're a victim in the dreams. I want to pray for you that that will begin to change. If that's you, just uh, raise your hands like this, and I'll pray for you. And let's take an act. If that's you, really, really do that so that you're putting your faith to action. Father, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we recognize that you are working tonight in our midst. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for a change in every person that's raising their hands, Lord God. That in their hearts and in their spirit, Lord God, they will be enlightened with revelation and might will come into their soul and spirit, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus because of the fact that they know the Lord Jesus Christ, they are walking with God, Lord, that there will be a strength that comes in their dreams, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we break the power of the enemy, Lord God. We break the chains of the enemy where where their dreams are a place of oppression and victimization. We just resist that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want to pray for people who you have nightmares. Most of your dreams are bad dreams. You have nightmares and you don't know why. And most recently also, it's also leading to some depression and fear. So if that's you, just raise your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that nothing is impossible for you. I declare oppression free over these people in the name of Jesus. Every evil attack of the enemy over their lives, I just resist it tonight in Jesus' name. I break every chain of the enemy over their sleep, over their dreams in Jesus' name, Lord. I pray, Lord, for wholeness in the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, you said you come to set the captives free, Lord Yeah, I pray for joy to be restored in their dreams. In Jesus' name, Lord. And Father, even in the times when there are warnings coming to them, Lord, I thank you that they will not be terrified. I pray, Lord, that there will be revelation and insight, Lord Yeah, In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I want to pray also for people. You get a lot of people coming to you asking, I had this dream. What does it mean? I had this dream. What does it mean? And I pray for you for the word of wisdom, which is interpretation of dreams and those kind of things. There is such a gift in the Holy Spirit. So if that's you, just raise your hand and just receive that grace in the name of Jesus. I'll just ask the Holy Spirit to touch you where you are right now as you receive that gift right now. Father, in Jesus' name, just move upon you. Now. release your grace release your favor release your giftings upon them right now in the name of jesus 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 Lord. Dear. we pray for the word of wisdom lord dear. we pray for the gift that joseph and and daniel had lord of interpretation of dreams lord dear. and many people will be able to be encouraged lord as a as the, 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 the puzzled looks will be removed, Lord, that the question marks will be removed and that they will receive revelation in their hearts and minds in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you are here tonight and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, we want to pray with you. So I'll ask you to come up after the service. And you know what? This thing is not just about being religious and coming to church and I've been in church and all. It's about relationship with Jesus. Amen? So if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, many times these things are are just weird. But when you're spiritually alive because you're born again based on the Word of God, then these things begin to make sense. So I just want to pray for us as we close. Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your Word tonight, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you'll continue speaking to us, Lord, God, concerning these dreams and visions, Lord, God. That you'll continue, Lord, to confirm your word to us, Lord. I thank you for joy in this area, Lord, God. I thank you for excitement in this area, Lord, God. I declare that there's no mystery, Lord God. It doesn't have to be an unknown, Lord God, that you have sent your Holy Spirit, that we might know the things which are freely given us of God. Father, we thank you, Lord, tonight, Lord, that you are speaking to us by your Holy Spirit, and we declare blessing over every person here tonight. We declare healing over every person here tonight. We declare freedom over every single person here tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.